Masechet Nedarim Daf Mem Dalid. We saw last time an important machloket between Rabbanan and Rabbi Yoseh about how Hefked works. According to Rabbanan, it works the way we would expect. If I declare something to be ownerless, then that's it. I don't own it anymore. It's out of my hands. And then, should someone else come and pick it up, then it'll be theirs. But even if no one picks it up, it's not mine anymore once I declare it ownerless. We're going to see later, you have to declare it ownerless in front of someone, one person, two people, three people. Um, but according to the Biyose, it doesn't work that way. Even if I declare something ownerless, it's actually still mine until someone else comes and picks it up. In effect, declaring it ownerless is kind of an invitation for someone else to take it. But until someone takes up that invitation and actually makes it theirs, I still have a connection to it. And it is actually still mine. Now, this is going to make a big difference regarding ma'asir. The law of ma'asir is um, all my land, anything that it produces, I have to give a tenth of it to the levy each year. That law is only true if I own the land. But if the land is ownerless, then the levy does not get the ma'asir. The reason is because um, the Levi is entitled to the Ma'asir in the first place because En lo nachala. So therefore, if there's some land that belongs to someone, a non-Levi, he has to share it. But if there's land that's not ownerless at all, well then everyone has an equal, to, equal share to it, right? It's ownerless. Anyone can come and take from it. And so in that case, the Levi has no tenth uh, ownership on it. Now, the tenth uh, entitlement to take from it. Now, this law of, of Hefker, uh, here's the interesting thing, it applies even if it's not Hefker the whole year, even if it's Hefker only for a few minutes, then the entire requirement to give Ma'asad for that season goes away. So here's the thing, here's what I could do. If I own a field and I don't really want to give a tenth to the levy, I'd rather keep it for myself. So here's what people would try to do. They'd go and say, oh, my field is ownerless. And then five minutes later, they, they would say, I'm taking it back, right? Now I'm taking it back. I'm claiming it. I made it ownerless, and now I'm going to claim it. And uh, by doing that, they can uh, use a kind of loophole, a deceitful loophole, to get out of taking ma'asir. And that's going to become an issue uh, we're going to see in this opening baraita. All right, so we have a baraita. It's going to have two parts. We're going to try to figure out who was the author of this baraita. Is it Rabbanan or the Biyose? And we're going to conclude that it could go both ways. Ula is going to say it's Rabbanan. Resh Lakish is going to say it's actually the Biyose. And they'll have to each figure out all the details. So here we go. Tanya. Hamafkir et sadehu kol shelosha yamim yachol bo. If someone says, my field is ownerless, for three days they can undo that hefker status and they could actually take it back, uh, make it their own. Um, uh, this is different from making it ownerless and then claiming it because if I make it ownerless and then you know a day later claim it, it was ownerless in the middle. This lachzorba is to retract my declaration that it was ownerless, in which case I owned it throughout the entire time. Okay, so for three days, I have a right, even if someone else comes and takes it, I still have a right to take it, um, to say, oh, forget it, I didn't mean it, I didn't want to make it, uh, make it ownerless, I want to keep it.
Mikan va'elach en yacholach But from after three days, then that's it. I cannot retract. And if someone else comes and takes it, it's theirs. It's theirs permanently. I cannot take it back. If no one else took it, then I can reclaim it, but I can't undo my declaration of it being ownerless. And that's the resha. The sefa is Amar Teher Sadezo Mufkeret Liom Echad, the Shabbat Achat, the Hodesh Echad, the Shana Achat, the Shavua Achat, Ad Shelo Zachabam, Ben Hu Ben Acher Yachola Chazor Bo. If I gave a time limit to the ownerless status, I said, My field will be ownerless for one day. In other words, um, people will have an opportunity to come and take it but only for one day. If no one claims it after one day, then it reverts back to me. So it's kind of a conditional owner, a condition, a conditional hefker. Uh, you could do that for one day, you could do it for one week, or for a month, or for a year. Shavua means for seven years, right? You could say this is ownerless for seven years, and then if someone takes it within seven years, it'll be theirs. If not, then it'll be mine again. So, and before anyone takes it, um, I can uh, take back my uh, hefker. So, even within that, let's say a week, within the week, before anyone comes and takes it, I can change my mind and say, you know what? I don't want it to be ownerless anymore. I'm retracting my statement, and therefore it was in my possession the entire time. However, once someone does take it, let's say it's within, I say it's hefked for a week, and someone takes it on the third day of the week, um, then whether someone else takes it or whether I claim it for myself, it is ownerless, but I'm, I can go and claim it, then I cannot retract. So that makes a difference. If I um, made it ownerless for a week and I myself claim it on the third day, that means it was ownerless for those two days. Uh, so therefore, it would be you would not have to bring ma'asad on it. Uh, whereas if I let the whole week out, or if I change my mind in the middle and during that week and say I didn't want to make it ownerless, or no one else, or no one takes it for the whole week, then the ownerless declaration is null and void, and therefore it was mine the entire time. Since it was mine the entire time, I would have to bring ma'asir. Okay, that is the baraita. Um, uh, oh, one more. However, once someone does take it. Uh, whether I took it or someone else took it, I cannot change my mind, right? That means that even if I, I made it ownerless, and then after two, three days, I take it myself. So then I cannot change my mind of the original declaration of, be, of it being hefker, right? So in that case, there was an interruption of its ownership for a couple of days. And so I owned it, then I didn't own it for two days, then I claimed it. And once I claim it uh, um, at that point, I cannot undo the original hefker. All right, so that's all that is the sefa. Now we're going to analyze this and ask Resha Rabbanan Vesefa Rabbi Yoseh. The first half of this baraita look, looks like it's following Rabbanan. Rabbanan, the one that said that if I declare something ownerless, then it's gone. It's out of my it's out of my hands, so I can't take it back. So the Resha that said that after three days, I can't take it back. That sounds like Rabbanan, because if it was Rabbi Yoseh, and it's still mine, as long as no one else took it, 
So then what would be the problem? How come after three days I can't take it back? So this looks like it is Rabbanan. Now the truth is that even within the Resha, we have the first three days where it says I can take it back. And um, that part of it looks is better, is easier to explain according to the Biyoseh. Rabbanan are going to have to explain how come after even after the first day, on the first day, when I make it ownerless, how can I take it back? Okay, so even that we're going to have to explain according to Rabbanan. But anyway, most of the Resha, which is most of the time after three days, says I can't take it back. That sounds like Rabbanan. Once I make something ownerless, it is, um, it is not mine anymore. I can't take it back. And the Sefa looks like that is it would be the opinion of Rabbi Yosef, because the Sefa says that for all that time I made it, I declared it Hefked for a week or for a year, as long as no one else took it, I can retract, right? Because it's still mine. Um, once someone else took it, that makes sense. Even according to Rabbi Yosef, once someone else takes it, that's it. They, it, it becomes theirs. Um, but and that's all. That's why I can't take it back. But before someone takes it, I can retract my statement. That makes sense going to the Biyoseh. Going to the Banan, once I make something ownerless, it's not mine. How can I go and just retract what I, um, the Hefker status that I said? So we have a contradiction within this Baraita. How are we going to explain it? So here's answer number one. Amad Ola Sefan Amer Abanan. He really, I can explain the entire thing according to Rabbanan. Well, Ihachi Amai Ad Shelo Zachaba Ben Hu Ben Acher Yachol Lachazor Bo. Well, how you can explain the Sefa that as long as no one else took it within that week or that year, um, no one else means no one, no one, no one outside or the owner himself did not claim it um, from Hefker. Um, as long as no one claimed it, he can take it back. He can change his mind. He can he can um, nullify the hefker status. How can he do that if it's out of his hands? And the answer is No, when you make a time limit on your hefker, that is an uncommon way of making it hefker. In fact, you're not really making it totally hefker by putting a condition on it, a time limit on the hefker. You're saying, I don't want to really totally uh, leave it out of my hands. Um, I'd like to have some connection to it. And after a week, I want it back. By doing that, it's not completely ownerless. You don't mean to make it completely ownerless. It's basically just an invitation to say, I'm willing to give it as a gift if someone should come along and take it. But it's not really ownerless because it's going to become mine again after a week. So that's why, even according to Rabbanan, when you make this kind of clause, then it works like Rabbi Yoseh, and you can take it back anytime. But if you don't put a time limit and you say this is ownerless, then that really means it's ownerless, and you would not be able to take it back. And so that would explain Ula. Uh, now we're gonna, still going to have to explain according to Ula, how come on for the first three days um, you are allowed to take it back. So it doesn't say here, but the Rishonim will explain that this would be, according to Ula and uh, uh, following the, uh, the Rabbanan, this would be their, their way of uh, making sure that these deceitful people don't use such a loophole. Um, because if a farmer comes and says, hey, I'm going to make my hefker, my, my, my farm hefker for five minutes, and that way I won't have to give my ased for this entire season. We don't want people to do that. And therefore we say, listen, if you make your field hefker, and then you're going to try to take it back, uh, immediately, no, you can't take it back for three days. So you're going to have to run a risk now, right? I'm going to make my, my field hefked because I want to get them out of my aser. 
but you have no right. This is the uh, Rabbanan Gezera. You have no right to take it back for three days. So now you're going to be sitting on pins and needles. Anyone can come and take your field within three days. Remember, you're going to make this declaration in front of someone or of several people. And so now they all know about it. Any of them can come and take it. They could tell their friends and someone can take it. Now, no one is going to want to do that. No one's going to want to risk losing their entire field, losing 100% just to get out of 10%. And so for three days, that's long enough, the rabbi said. No one's going to want to do that. And that's why the first three days, in reality, uh, uh, on the Doraita level, no, you can't take it back um, because once it's out of your hands, it's out of your hands. But the rabbis say, we prohibit you from taking it back uh, um, within three days. Um, and so that will prevent people from being deceitful. Okay, so that will explain Ula, and uh, that will explain uh, how we, uh, the Baraita, all according to Rabbanan, in the opinion of Ula. But now here we have a second explanation. Reshakish Amar, no, the Sefa really only makes sense according to the Biyoseh, um, that he can take it back any time, as long within that year, uh, or week, whatever he said, as long as no one else takes it. Because if no one else takes it, then it still remains his, and so he can undo the Hefker. Right, so that really makes sense according to the Biyoseh, and therefore the Resha should also also be the Biyoseh. In the Resha, really, even if you didn't make a time limit, he said this is Hefker. Truth is, he should be able to um, uh, change his mind and take back the Hefker status at any time, even after three days. Certainly, in the first three days, that makes sense according to the Biyoseh really on a Doraita level, even after three days. However, the Rabbanan said, we don't want the entire status of Hefker to be forgotten. And if you say, I can always take it back, no matter when, and then the, uh, the idea of this ownerless, uh, idea of ownerless property, the idea of Hefker, will be forgotten because he uh, can take it back at any time. And so therefore, as a, a, the, the, the Rabbanan made a Gezerah, the rabbis, according to the Biyoseh, made a Gezerah and said, um, listen, you can have your right to take it back within three days because uh, no one else took it and it's ownerless and so, uh, but so it's not really ownerless. Um, really, you have a connection to it. Uh, fine, you could do that for three days. But after three days, we want to have such a concept of something that would really act as if it was truly ownerless ownerless to the point that you can't take it back and so we're going to say that sorry you have three days grace period after that you have no right to take it back all right so that would explain Rashakish. but now we have a question wait a second why give a three-day grace period what's that all about why don't you say even from the first day make it hefker truly hefker because uh, rabbis say we don't want to forget the idea of hefker and so maybe, why don't you say that even from the first day, when a person makes something hefked, even on a Doraita level, it doesn't belong to anybody else, and so I can, uh, until they take it, and therefore I could take it back, why don't we make, a, make it a wider thing, and even from the first day, I don't have a right to take it back. Rabbi explains, this is because of the deceitful people that want to get out of giving ma'asir. And what do they do? They make it hefked, and then they go and take it back immediately. Mehadirim um, uh, uh, means they, they, it's ownerless, and then they receive it from its ownerless status.
um, so that during that five minutes, however long, it was not theirs, so it was it was ownerless for that time, and therefore they don't have to give maaser at all during that time period. So because we'd want to avoid swindlers, the rabbis delayed their gezera, and they said for three days we're going to leave the deoraita law intact. The deoraita law, according to the biose, is that um, even if I declare it ownerless, I can always take it back. And therefore, if um, it's not really, and it doesn't really become ownerless. So therefore, if I make it ownerless, and then um, and then uh, go and just undo, uh, and then and then take the own, take it back from its being ownerless, I didn't really do anything. Um, it's just mine the whole time, and therefore I would have to give maaser. Um, so therefore, the rabbi said, "We'll leave the Doraita law as is, according to the Biose, and only after three days, when we're not worried about the uh, the, the the swindlers anymore, because they're not going to want to let their field be out there for anyone to take for three days, because if, if someone takes it, even according to the Biose, it's gone, and right, you can't you can't get it back. Um, so after three days, then we'll kick in our Dirabanan law and say that um, this ownerless status is really ownerless and now you cannot take it back, you cannot undo the ownerless status anymore so that we will have the idea of ownerless status, the Torah Tehefker. All right, that is the opinion of Resh Lakish. Now, we have a question according to Resh Lakish. Hold on. Aval de Oraita, what you're saying is that during that first three-day period, if I do take it back, it's really not hefker, right? Because we're following the biyose, and when I made hefker, no one else took it, so it's still it's still not anybody else. So it's not anybody else. It's still mine. So if I go and take it back, it's actually uh, on the doraita level not hefker, and therefore on the doraita level requires maaser mid the oraita. Is that what you're saying? This could lead to a lot of confusion because um, then people may come to take Maser from that which is required Maser Medoraita to that where another grain, another pile of grain that is Patur Medoraita and only uh, requires Medrabanan Maser or the other way around from a, a pile of grain that's Patur to a pile of grain that's Chayav. Right, so now this would be a big problem because, um, in general, if I have various piles of grain, I can always take maaser from one pile, and I say this. Uh, I'm going to take a lot from this pile, and that will cover that other pile. You can do that as long as they're at the same level. If they're all deodite, all required maaser deodaita, I don't have to take a tenth from each and every pile. I can take a tenth from one pile, and that will cover right the if it's ten percent of all of the grain, all of both piles. Then, um, then that's that's sufficient. I don't have to take ten percent from each pile. I could take twenty percent of this pile and zero percent of the other one. Okay. Um, so the general that I could do that if they're all the right level, or, or if they're both on the rabbanan level, that's also okay. But if one's the right and one's the rabbanan, and I take from the, the rabbanan. Um, uh, uh, a grain for the Doraita, then it didn't work. The Doraita is still um, and, uh, was at a Doraita level. No one took Maser from that. Or the other way around will also be a problem. And so here, this is going to lead to a problem at a Biyose because people are going to get really confused. They're going to think that um, uh, this uh, this grain, uh, this field that you made have cared, and then you took back, 
they're going to think that actually it is hefker deoraita, and maybe it's the rabbis that said you're not allowed to take it back. So the rabbi said, um, and on the drabanan level, it's not hefker, and therefore requires maaseh drabanan. On the deoraita level, um, it is hefker, because most people may think like this would be like ula. And therefore, since people may think that, and therefore they're going to think that this grain is only required to now, they're going to take from this grain that you made hefker and took back, and they're going to use that to take ma'asad on another pile that's only drabanan. But in reality, according to the Biyose, that grain that you gave, uh, the field that you gave in hefker and took back is really chayav deoraita. And it's only Rabbanan that said you're not allowed to do that. And so this is going to be, come, lead to a confusion. And really, it's, it should be a, it would be a problem. Why don't you worry? Aren't you worried about that? And the answer is, We tell him, this grain that you made hefked and then took back within three days or after three days, however it is, um, uh, you should take that the ma'asad from within it, right? Whenever you have this type of case that you made something get and then you took it back because it's very confusing and um, it can easily um, uh, be uh, subject to either doraita or drabanan, uh, depending on a lot of variables. So we tell people, listen, you're going to have to take ma'asad, but take ma'asad from the pile, within the pile itself. And that way, it doesn't matter if it's required doraita, that's fine, you're taking it within the pile, that would be doraita of doraita. Or drabanan, it's within the same pile. So uh, don't use this pile and, 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 and um, apply it for ma'asad to another pile. All right, and that will resolve the problem of people getting confused. And now we have one last uh, question to Desh Lakish. Me'etibe ha'mafkir et karmo ve'lashachar amad u'besaro chaya be'peret u'be'ololot u'be'shichecha u'be'pe'ah u'patur min ha'ma'aser Someone made his vineyard ownerless. And in the morning he went and he picked some grapes from the vineyard even though it's ownerless. He decided he wants to do some work and he picked some grapes. Um, now that person um, is obligated to leave the fallen grapes for the poor, that's peret or olelot, um, incomplete form, form clusters that aren't very good, you have to leave for the poor, and anything that is forgotten in the forgotten uh, 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 sheaves, you have to leave for the poor, a corner of the vineyard, you have to leave for the poor. All that he still has to do. And the reason is because um, he, even though he made it hefker, technically, if you make it fully hefker, then you don't have to give to the poor either, because the whole thing is hefker. But in this case, he's not, it's not fully hefker. No one else came and took it yet. And so he still, he still must do that and give to the poor. But patumina ma'asir, ma'asir he doesn't, because ma'asir is different from the others. For ma'asir, even if it's ownerless just for a few minutes, then I don't have to give to the Levi anything. Whereas for these other things, for the poor, even if it's if it's ownerless, but then I take it back, or if I still have some connection to it, um, uh, then I then I will have to give to the poor. That doesn't that doesn't exempt me from the entire season. All right. Now that's the Baraita. Let's analyze this second Baraita um, according to the interpret two interpretations we had of the first Baraita. We understand this Braita according to Ula. He said the first Braita is according to Rabbanan. And this one, uh, uh, and according to Rabbanan, when I make something Hefker, 
that is Hifket on a Deoraita level. And therefore this Baraita also would be according to Rabbanan. And when I made it Hifket, it's Hifket on a Deoraita level. And that explains why it's Patur Minah Maaser. I don't have to give Maaser. Um, the other things to the poor, I may still have to give because maybe I'll take it back. Maybe I made some condition and um, it's going to go revert back to me. I'm going to undo it. And so I still, I, I still should give the, I still have to um, uh, give the presence to the poor. But once I made it hefked, it works on the Doraita level, according to Rabbanan, even if no one else took it, it's Doraita hefked, and therefore I do not require to, uh, not, not required to bring, to take Ma'asir. So we understand this according to Allah. According to the Shakish, even though I made my, this vineyard hefked, it's not actually hefked until someone else comes and takes it. And therefore, just because I declared it ownerless, it is not yet ownerless. And therefore, it should be still chayav in ma'asir, right? Because maybe someone else will not come along and take it, but I'll take it back myself or I'll undo the ownerless status, uh, uh, um, undo my declaration. And therefore, I will be chayav in ma'asir. So how come over here you said it's patur in ma'asir? Rashakish has an answer. ki amri ana ha rabanan hi. No, when I gave Rashakish could say when I um, uh, gave my answer to you that this is Rabiose, I was talking about the first Badaita. The first Badaita is Rabiose, but this Badaita, I would agree, is the authored by Rabanan. I wouldn't have a way to explain this Badaita according to Rabiose, but I don't have to. It very could very well, well be that each Badaita is according to a different Tana. Or we have a different answer to this very question. It could be that the Braita above, the first Braita, where the Efker is not fully Efker, and that's why I could take it back, that's where I made Efker in front of two, only two people. So that doesn't make it official. Um, but this Braita, it could be also the Biyoseh. And that's where I made it Efker in front of three people. Okay, even the Biyoseh would agree. When I make it Efker in front of three people, that is already a Betin. A Betin can have power to do anything they want, even to make, make things Efker themselves. So if I declare it in front of Betin, then that becomes really official, even if no one else comes and takes it. It is absolutely not mine, and that's why I, uh, it's, uh, is exempt, it is exempt from Maaser, even according to Rabbi Yosef. In fact, Rabbi Yochanan said this, uh, anyone who makes something um, ownerless in front of three, that is truly ownerless. In front of two, it's not yet ownerless. This sounds like it would accord with Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef would also say, yeah, before I was talking about in front of one or two people, that's not quite ownerless yet. It does mean that, yes, someone else can come and take it uh, because I declared it ownerless, but that only means that I, I declared that someone ha can have it as a gift, but it's not really ownerless until someone takes it. It's not ownerless at all. It's really not, it's not ownerless at the, before someone takes it. When someone takes it, then it becomes a gift to them. 
And so this would accord with Rabbi Yosef. It's not onerless until um, I, I declare it onerless in front of three people. Okay, that would make sense. And just last point uh, to finish off the Masechet. Rabbi Yosef ben Levi disagrees with Rabbi Yochanan. And he says, on the Doraita level, even if I declare it onerless in front of one people, that is fully owner, fully, fully onerless, right? This would make sense, not according to the Biyoseh, but according to Rabbanan. But it's the rabbis that said it's a good idea that you should make something if get in front of three. Why? So that there'll be one person who can take possession of it, and two people that will testify that it was ownerless. Uh, because if you don't have two people testifying, then it's going to lead to fights later. I said it. I didn't say it. I saw you say it. You have two witnesses. Then you know it's for sure. And the two witnesses will be independent witnesses. They can't be no They can't be the witnesses and also take it. And they won't be good witnesses. So you need one person that maybe either he will take it or he could take it. And so that will represent the uh, another party that can take it. Two pe- uh, uh, that's one. Two people that be witnesses that we saw that he said in front of that one person um, that this is uh, this is ownerless, and that will make it fully official and beyond any dispute. So even though on the Doraita level one is enough in order to avoid any disputes later, good idea to say it in front of one person with two witnesses, and that's why that's why that's why we get three altogether. Hazran Alach and Ben Hamudar Chazakim Uberuchim.